Hello and welcome to episode 351 of the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I am on a mission to grow as much food as I possibly can in my allotment and garden. Now today is Monday the 20th of June 2020. Coming up a little bit later on, I'm going to be talking about thinning my apples. In fact, I'm going to be taking you down the allotment to join me as I thin my apples. But before that, let's find out what I've been up to over this last week. It's Thursday the 16th of July 2020 today and today well while I was at work my wife rang me she said she'd let the chickens out during the day and they got under the nets that were protecting some of my vegetable plants in the main bed and they had destroyed what plants were in there which is a common thing that they seem to be doing this year. She put the chickens away but was a bit upset obviously Um, I told her not to worry and I'll sort something out when I get home. This got my mind into gear about what I could do to stop the chickens getting into the beds. So what I came up with, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately, is actually just putting some canes around the bed and then tying up some netting. Only high enough that I can still step over it. It comes up to about two foot high. But it's enough that the chickens can't fly over it. And because they can't land on it, because there's nowhere for them to grip... They shouldn't, in theory, be able to get in. Now, I put this plan into action. I built it, and there's no plants in there at the moment, but I've got a few plants that can go in there. But I just let the chickens out and see what they would do. They've looked, (laughs) they've tried, and they've realised they can't get in. So it seems like it's a winner. After that, my wife finished work, and we headed down the allotment, and we did a bit of weeding, a bit of watering, and some harvesting. We got some tomatoes we got some gooseberries we got some currants we got a lot of things we spoke about this on last wednesday's podcast and you know what it's just nice just taking a walk down there in the evening doing a bit of harvesting a bit of watering a bit of weeding and then coming home now when i came home i started to water the garden because well it's so dry at the moment it all needs a good watering while i was doing that we had a knock at the door the wife came through and said oh it's our our neighbor jack so i went out and spoke to him jack said got some rolls of turf left over from a job did i want them and at first i was like well grass isn't really my thing then i realized around my vegetable beds the chickens have basically turned it into soil although it used to be a large vegetable patch anyway so it was kind of soil anyway and i thought actually i could throw down some turf around there it might just make the place look a bit brighter so i grabbed these rolls of turf i've laid them down you know what done it it's in place and it does look a bit better Hopefully it will take. I mean, at the end of the day, if it doesn't take, it's not the end of the world. It's not cost me anything. My neighbour was just going to throw them in the bin, which seems like a waste. So all round, a great result today. But it is only Thursday. We've got the weekend to look forward to. And you know what? I'm just loving these nice evenings we have here. It's Saturday the 18th of July 2020 today. I've had a day at home in the garden. Beautiful day today. Sunshine in. Absolutely lovely. One of those days that I've actually just enjoyed being in the garden. So it's not going to sound like I've done a huge amount of work. But you know what? I feel happy with what I have done. 
Now the other day I mentioned I put a fence up around one of the beds to stop the chickens getting in. Now it has worked and it hasn't worked. Sometimes the canes have fallen over and the chickens have found their way in. But on a whole, when it is in place, it does work and the chicken seems to stay off that bed. So what I've done today, I went to a local garden centre, a very nice garden centre actually, family run, which is the type of garden centre I like to support. And they were selling some rather large tubs of beetroot and carrots. And I mean quite large tubs for not very much money. I think they're 3 99 each. So I bought those, I brought them home, and I've planted them into that bed. Now there's way too many seedlings for this one bed, so I've got a huge amount that I'm probably going to plant down the allotment or somewhere else just to make use of it. But I'm happy anyway because that bed is now full of beetroot and carrots. I've also added in some of my spinach seedlings that have been growing in the potting shed, and they've actually been getting a bit too hot. I'm not sure how the spinach is going to turn out, but... We shall see how it happens over the next coming weeks. After that, I gave everything a really, really good watering in. And because it's so hot today, I think I'm going to have to water everything in again this evening, which I'll do once I've finished recording this little piece. Now, following on from that, I noticed a couple of weeks ago, you may remember I planted some runner bean seeds into a tub that I had ochre in. Well these runner bean seeds are now germinating and growing so I've erected a bit of a, a bean climbing frame for them to climb up but on a whole they have germinated and hopefully we'll be able to get some runner beans out of those. Also noticing in my patio area we've got courgettes, gherkins, everything is growing along rather rather nicely and producing food for us which I'm happy about. Anyway, that's it for today. Just a quick little update. Down the allotment tomorrow, depending on the weather. Perhaps I should have gone down today. I don't know. We'll find out. It's Sunday the 19th of July 2020 today and I'm down on the allotment in the greenhouse at the moment. It's been a <laughs> complete turnaround to yesterday. Yesterday we had those beautiful blue skies, sunshine, lovely day. This morning all we've had is rain. Now, it was a bit drizzly first thing in the morning when I first came down. And at that point, I was just harvesting my onions, a job that I've been promising myself I would do today. I put my onions into the greenhouse on the shelf just to dry, just hanging through the gaps. And that should hopefully do pretty well. I'm quite pleased with my onions. I've got some of a good size, got a few smaller ones. But you know what? The smaller ones are just as good and if not better if you just want a small onions from time to time. But yeah, quite a few onions, decent enough, and I'm looking forward to eating these once they have dried out. At that point, it started to rain a bit heavier, and I wanted to do a bit more weeding outside, but when it's wet and cold, I don't really like being out in the rain as such. And you know what? I thought, let's make advantage of this cooler temperature and I worked in the greenhouse. Now I just tidied a few things up in here, pulled a few weeds out, just spent a bit of time just making it feel a bit more spacious in here. Now while I was in here I did remove some of my dead plants. I had a couple of pots of tomatoes. The plants had died so they've just been removed. I've kept the compost because I can use that in something else, probably just thrown on a bed as a bit of a mulch later on. But what I was really am pleased with in here is my pepper plants. These pepper plants are in what I call my wicking beds. Basically old paint cans that I've used to grow plants in. I've made a wicking bed. I've spoken about this many many times before but these pepper plants are just so full of flowers. We're starting to get some peppers on them 
overall, I'm just so, so impressed with these. And, and I'm thinking, moving forward, I'm going to be doing more of these sort of wicking beds in this greenhouse, both instead of the main bed, which is attached to the ground, but also in pots that can be moved onto the shelves. Just because these seem to be working so, so well and doing better than anything else. Now, talking of the main bed, in here I've got a couple of tomato plants. They're the only ones that seem to have survived in this bed. Everything else I planted in here didn't really survive. Now, the variety of tomatoes was called Amateur. And I grew these last year and they did exactly the same as they've done this year. And that is they've just grown in every direction in several different ways. Usually tomatoes would have that one stem that just grows up which normally I would tie in but I started thinking about just looking into this variety called amateur and just find out a bit about it. It turns out it's actually a bush variety and it doesn't need any training up a stick so I suddenly realised that <laughs> I've been annoyed with it for the wrong reasons. And now I'm looking at it and I'm actually thinking, you know what, it's producing tomatoes. Tomatoes taste lovely. They're heirloom variety. That means they're a, a very old variety. I'm probably gonna grow these again because actually they don't need much work apart from watering and feeding once they're growing. They don't grow side shoots. They just become this bush, which could act like a ground cover in this bed, which is what they're basically doing. So, you know what? I'm thinking if I've got more amateur seeds, I will grow them again. I was debating whether to do it or not. I'm going to because of the research I did today. Well, that's it for today. I'm going to head on home and that'll probably be it for this week's diary section. So I'm going to hand you back to the podding shed. So another really productive and interesting week going on. The biggest problem I'm finding with my allotment at home is the chickens getting into the vegetable patch and eating everything. Little buggers, but I think we're going to beat them. Now in a moment, I'm going to be taking you down the allotment to thin my apple tree. Before that, I just want to bring everyone's attention about some courgette seeds that have been recalled. Now you've probably heard about this in the news reports. It's, it's quite well known. I could have mentioned this last week, but I've been waiting to see if any other companies come forward with the same problem. Now, I'll read out what the BBC News says in this news article to give you a bit of idea what's going on. Courgette seeds recalled after Norfolk growers fall ill. A batch of courgette seeds sold by a major supplier has been recalled after producing crops which made people ill. Mr Fothergill's seed company, based in Newmarket in Suffolk, issued a warning against eating the bitter fruits. It said some seeds produced courgettes with abnormally high levels of a naturally occurring chemical which caused nausea and diarrhoea. Four families in Castleacre, Norfolk, reported feeling unwell after eating the produce they had grown. Jim Moriarty said his wife was not well at all with cramps, diarrhoea and vomiting after eating the courgettes. You cannot tell from a look of the seeds that is the problem. I think they need to be, go back to the original source and prevent this from happening again, he said. The firm has advised customers to throw away plants if the courgettes taste bitter and not to eat them. On its website, Mr Fothergill said it has traced the seeds to a seeds grower with the most meticulous growing and husbandry routines. The incidence of this problem is extremely rare but not unknown, it added. 
It said the bitterness could be due to unusually high levels of cucurbitins, a naturally occurring compound that is present in all courgettes, cucumber and squash. Mr Moriarty, who began growing vegetables as a result of the coronavirus lockdown, said he was also advised by Mr Fothergills to lick a courgette first before cooking or eating them and not to consume them if they were bitter. So I've gone to Mr Fothergill's website to find out about this product recall and what seed packets we would be looking for. Now it does go into quite a bit of detail about the problems and what this may happen. And it does say cucurbitins do exist in small amounts in any courgette cucumbers, which is quite a known thing. And when they taste bitter, it shows that there's too much of this thing and it can be poisonous. If you do have any courgettes with a variety of zucchini from Mr. Fothergills and they have a packed on August the 20th batch code I, then that's when you need to get rid of them. No, don't take the chance. Just throw them away. So let's move on from that. Now, apple trees or pear trees are laden with fruit at the moment. And if you scratch around the base of many trees, you may actually find that they have dumped some of their fruits. Now, this is due to a natural occurring thing, but we can do a bit more to produce better fruit later on in the year. Let's go down the allotment and I'll tell you more. Well, I'm down on the allotment today. I've got my apple tree right in front of me and this apple tree needs thinning. This apple tree is a variety called family. I've had it for quite a number of years. Last year it didn't produce any apples at all, but this year it is just full of hundreds of apples. And there's too many apples really. So what I've got to do is thin out some of these apples. Now thinning out these apples may seem counterproductive. You would have thought we have more apples on the tree, the more apples we're going to get. Well actually what we tend to find when we thin out apples, and it doesn't just apply to apples, pears fall into this category as well. When we thin them out, the tree then diverts all its energy into making those apples that are left on the tree bigger, better, sweeter, more appealing, just to make sure that tree can spread its seed, if you like. It makes it more appetising to anything that might come along and eat the apples. Now to thin them out, it's just a case of going along and pulling off the smallest apples. I always start with the smallest. Some of them are too small to really call an apple. They're, they're really fruitlets. And by this point in the year, they're not going to do much. So I just rip those off. Once they're off, I then stand back and look at it and just see if I've got any apples that are too close to each other. Now, what I like to visualise is that the apples need as much room to grow as possible. So I like to think that we only have... Well, I like to think I can give an apple enough room to grow to its full size and there still be room between that and the next apple. That's how I like to thin them and give them enough space. Again, I tend to go for the smallest apples that I can see. And the apples that these are removed, they're not much use for anything. They taste pretty sour, to be honest. The only thing I can think they might be used is to be made into a pectin stock. So I could take these home, boil them up into, in some water, save this liquid, freeze it down, and then when I make jam or something, I've got pectin as a stock that I can just add in to make sure the jam thickens. That's the only thing I can see us doing with these apples. Apart from that, 
they're not much use for anything. They don't taste good. They don't, they're not even a decent size. Now I said how much I like to thin them. Bob Flowerdew, who's one of my heroes, he says when it comes to thinning is that you remove as many of the fruit until it makes you cry. You go in, have a cup of tea, then you come back and you remove some more. That's how tough you have got to be to really thin these things down. It's not easy, I know it's not easy at all, but you know what? If it means we can produce a bigger and better fruit, then I'm all for it. I've now just about removed all the apples that I want to remove. This tree probably has about 150 apples on it. I've removed about 50, I think, not including the tiny little ones. I should say that trees will actually drop their fruits naturally through what is called the June drop, which is what I always wait for before I start doing this. And I can see on the base around the ground of this tree that has already dropped some apples. So it's obviously done it naturally. It hasn't dropped that many, but what it has dropped is what the tree has decided, no, I don't want these, they can go. So it is a natural process. A tree will do it on its own. We're just taking it a step farther and being a bit more tougher with it because it's what we want. Well, that kind of explains about this thinning of the fruit and why we do it. And I hope that is of some use to you. Now is about the right time to start thinning our fruit trees. If you have fruit trees, you might want to start looking at it yourself. Well, anyway, I'm going to head on back to the podding shed and I'll meet you back in there. Well, thank you so much for joining me in this podcast today. Hope everyone's had a great week and has been busy in the garden. Don't forget to let me know what you've been up to yourself in your own allotment and garden. I'd really like to know, actually, and find out a bit more about what everyone else is doing. Now, you can contact me, richard at thevegegrowerpodcast.co.uk. You can visit the website at thevegegrowerpodcast.co.uk. You can find me on social media. Just search for The Veg Grower Podcast. Until next time, please take care. I'll speak to you all again then